Welcome back to the Mackinac Michigan Show, brought to you by the Mackinac Center's Frank Beckman Center for Journalism here on WJR. I'm Kelly Cobb. And I'm Jared Skora. And Jared, one of these uh, more progressive ideas that have been moving through the legislature and starting to get a lot of conversation is the so-called Renter's Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. We don't know everything that's in it. And in fact, the bill sponsor uh, has, has just dropped a new series of bills that are to be included in this, uh, I think, just yesterday or the day before. Um, but we wanted to highlight some of... Uh, some of the more egregious ideas out there. And while they're billing this package as something to help renters keep rents down, uh, the clear outcome of all of this stuff is that it's going to make communities less safe and it's going to make your rent less affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's dive into this with Representative Joe Aragona, uh, who is on the housing committee in the House and has been following this. And uh, Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So let's start out with the with the basic one of rent control, because we've seen rent control in other cities, San Francisco notably, mm-hmm. and now San Francisco is rolling back these housing policies because the rent is just too high in San Francisco, and they've realized that rent control is a huge part of that. The rent control bill in Michigan uh, would just put us on the same path, would it not? Oh, it absolutely would. Um, this is this is an idea that the extreme progressives have that will really just ruin our society and ruin our cities. Um, if if we want to help people out, we need to allow developers to develop more housing mm-hmm. so that there's more housing on the market, not just control the rent. In which case, the people who actually own that property, they're not going to be able to do the proper repairs that that they need to do. They're not going to be able to take care of the property because the, the government has mandated that they have to make less money. Yeah. And they're just hoping to be able to make enough money that they, they can keep up the property. Yeah. And and Kelly said these are progressive bills. You know, that one in particular is extremely regressive. You know, it brings us back to this time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the places with rent control in the United States are exactly the places with the most unaffordable rent. Mm-hmm. And it sounds great. It controls rent. It keeps rent down. The problem with that is... Um, there's always a cost to something, and the cost is less people willing to invest in housing, uh, which makes rent go up overall for everyone else, unless you're one of the lucky few, and and more blight, and 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 that's what we've seen over the decades, which is why essentially every economist, liberal, conservative, and everything in the middle, knows that's an ineffective policy. Some of the other things I saw, you know, come up on the committee, representative, they they had are are just severe limits on what housing providers or landlords can ask of people. So they, they would have severe limits on criminal background checks or credit ratings. And just what what do you think is driving that and what, what would the effect be? To be honest, I'm not sure what's driving it. Um, <laughs> a lot of these bills don't seem like uh, they're going to be good for Michigan at all. Um, one such is the uh, there's a bill that, that renters, uh, or excuse me, people who are renting properties, can't look at the criminal background check of um, the, the possible applicant. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they have to take in a certain amount of information. They cannot ask about their criminal history, uh, at which point they actually have to extend a conditional offer, um, making sure that they follow some other steps and, and you know, okay, let me give me your first check and uh, that type of thing. Um, so potentially they could be renting to criminals, and they could have criminals living right next door, people who just got out on felony charges, right next door to families. I think that's not just irresponsible, that's dangerous. Yeah. Well, and we, 
you know, at the Mackinac Center, we, we interviewed a couple of housing providers. And I know one we talked to about this, um, you know, he has single family homes and he said, look, I'm, I'm perfectly willing to work with somebody that has a criminal background, um, but he uses his judgment over what mm-hmm. what those crimes actually would be, the risk tolerance he's going to be. And as you mentioned, there's other providers where they, maybe they have apartments that mm-hmm. are aimed at young families or, you know, one person I talked to where they have a lot of single moms with kids. And depending on the type of crime, they might not be willing to rent to someone like that because they have a different risk tolerance. And, you know, the way that bill is written, it also sets up this process where the attorney general's office is going to go after people. Taxpayers are going to fund um, the remuneration for people from that. And so, you know, my my read on these bills is, uh, you know, these are, these it's driven by trial attorneys who are, who are really the ones that are going to benefit from all these extra lawsuits. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. I, my my committee members. We're not saying don't rent to people with a criminal background. I even shared a story in committee about how when I was a kid, I, I was eight, nine, ten years old. Uh, my parents took somebody in who, who needed a room. He needed uh, a roof over his head. He needed uh, a couple of square meals a day. He had just gotten out of prison on manslaughter charges. But they talked with him. They felt comfortable. They brought him in. He was actually, it was a recommendation from somebody at church. But we knew. It wasn't that, that we didn't know his background. We knew his background. People who own these properties to understand who they're renting to. They want to know who they're renting to. It doesn't mean they're just going to cast out all criminals. It means they need to know who it is, and they need to understand that they have a responsibility to the other people that they rent to. Yeah, and they, you know, the, if you make that, especially on these smaller housing providers where they don't have a full legal team, they don't, they can't really navigate all those different restrictions you have. Um, it will be incredibly it, difficult for them. Yeah. It'll be incredibly mm-hmm. difficult. And their answer will be to just jack up rent and say, we're just going to target a higher wealth community. And we're only going to invest in areas where you can get higher rent from people. And then you've you've actually made this problem much worse overall because you have people that are coming out of prison that don't have a lot of means or you have people that are lower income families and they have even less options, fewer options out there on the market than, than they do now. So you don't solve the problem of the people you're actually trying to help, which is the most unfortunate part. Right. Um, so, yeah, the the other, um, you know, you're, you're seeing these bills coming in on the on the housing committee. Um, are these are you guys getting a lot of heads up on these things? Are they coming in last minute? I mean, it seems like they're you know, there's a lot of people that are advocating for them. It seems like some of them know what the bills are. Some of them don't necessarily know it. So how, how's the process actually working for the lawmakers that are supposed to be evaluating these things? Uh, so I will say uh, the chairman of housing has, has given me uh, a decent heads up. Um, he's not given me a week or two. He's given me a couple of days, but that's enough to um, help prepare Good. my committee members um, and to be able to uh, at least take a look at these bills prior to going into uh, committee. I can't say that for all of the committees. Um, in fact, the I also sit on the Energy Committee. That's been an absolute disaster these last 10 months. Uh, we rarely know what's coming up, so that's been tough. Uh, but I, I must say for the Housing Committee, um, even though we disagree with much of what's going on and, and much of the bills that are being brought up, um, we are being communicated with. Rep. Joe Aragona, we got to leave it there, but we uh, will for sure be back in touch with you. I know these bills are going to be evolving and working their way through the legislature probably over the next year, um, and uh, we'll learn more about them as they come up. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. And that's all the time we have tonight. You can check out this show and all our others by heading to frankbeckmancenterforjournalism.com or thegreatvoice.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Mackinac Michigan Show here on WJR.
Opinions heard in the preceding program are those of the host and guests and not necessarily those of Cumulus Media or WJR Radio.